We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. have nearly enough time to list all the tasty ways you can enjoy chicken at mcdonald's but i'll give it a go the always flavorful chicken mcnuggets made with all white meat chicken or the savory buttermilk crispy tenders battered to perfection or all the familiar and exotic flavors of the signature crafted recipes including the new garlic white cheddar chicken sandwich with grilled or crispy chicken drizzled with creamy garlic aioli i have to cut it short here but you have time on your side so go and savor every bite of your chicken mcdonald's chicken how you like it at participating mcdonald's Drop a little uh, advertising for my column. Oh, my God, your column. (sighs) No, leave Bosch in Miami. It makes sense. Izzy, have you read his ridiculous column? It makes I read sense. It. I wouldn't call it ridiculous. I think um, it's a little, you don't think it's a little ridiculous to you pay a guy <laughs> the money that they're paying him and you tell him, you know what, Chris? Wait, wait, Gianni, Johnny, wait. So you're saying it's ridiculous to pay pay Bosch that much money for half the games? Dude. What the hell have we done the last two years? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that would be <laughs> we like, paid him for half the games. Is there a precedent the for what you're proposing? Okay, so just because there's not a precedent for an idea doesn't make it a bad idea. I published your nonsense. Yes, you did. I did but okay. And, th- and, th- okay, and thank Brian, you, Brian. Brian, and he edited and actually made it sound like English. I love great. that anecdote in the beginning with Spolstra. And who was it? Tell- a lot of people were telling me that didn't even relate to the rest of the article. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I like the damn it. I was tugging on heartstrings. But um, <laughs> the the whole thing is, if Bosch is going to come back and play and he's insisting on playing, you can't make him retire. You, you have to force do- him to retire. I mean, <laughs> no, you like- have. But then you have to do everything in your power what do you do to the make sure the, the, that that road schedule is not nearly as strenuous. As four oh, yeah. games talking, and five nights talking, on the road. You're talking two flights per series. Yeah, exactly. What I'm talking about is that stupid ass circus road trip, so we can see the it Ringling is a Brothers. Ass circus road trip. Yeah, here's listen. Where, here's where nobody here's likes where I, the circus. Here's where I think that would end up instead. It's hey, well, let's just say. I mean, who would it be? Chris making this recommendation or the team? In I think your, it would have to come from the team. It would have okay. to come from the team. So the team says to Chris, "Hey, Chris." 
we want to try this experiment and we want to just play you at home. It's the best for your health reasons, whatever, whatever. He'd probably look at that and say, yeah, I'd rather you explore a trade to a team that's willing to take, take me on and my I agree with condition on without having to do that. Because you're talking about lack of bonding. You're talking about lack of uh, continuity on the floor. You know, you leave for a six-game road trip and come back and it's Chris Bosh. I'm here. I'm ready to play now. <laughs> no, but, and, and what is he saying great. is so, but the guys on the team. As an option, it's, real, it, 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 it's probably the only thoughtful option I could even think of if you wanted to keep him here, but I just don't think both parties would be okay with it. So, okay, so my thing is what are the alternatives? How do you keep Bosch healthy? How do you keep a seven-footer prone to blood clots from being in cramped situations that are conducive to clotting? That, and this is, this is all part, moot. That's the part about this, though. Go ahead, John. So, no, I'm sorry, Izzy. It's all moot if he doesn't get another clot next year. Do we know that this is going to continually happen? So, so we're hoping he doesn't get another clot? <laughs> like, no, I know, I, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm just like, do we know for sure? Or? I think, think Bosch's gamble is this. Bosch is saying this was 100% fluky, won't happen again. If it happens again, he's screwed. Kind of touch on what Mike was talking about, how like you can't just criticize I'm not on the fire spell bandwagon. You guys know I am like the staunchest defender of Eric Spolstra. But like after game three, like I made some comments of like, dude, like I just don't understand some of the lineups. And I even said, I couched it I just it think with, it's a weird thing to get mad at. No, but it's not mad. Like I just, no, I just didn't understand why Justice didn't play or I didn't understand why Joe Johnson is playing 36 minutes but and he was gas. If somebody were to give you an explanation for that, you would nobody would want to hear it. It's like oh, no. you can I'd think. I can think of a thousand reasons why they went no Goron and they went no Winslow. But it's like nobody wants to hear that. You can give the most valid, thought out answer for that, and because it didn't work, you're gonna be mad. No, but I do. I would love to hear why. But suppose never gonna give you like a one hundred percent honest answer. You can. But I, but I think it's okay to question some of these things. I always couch it with the fact like, listen, I'm not in practice. I don't know what they know. I have one one thousandth of the information that they have. But why can't that be the conversation? And why does it have to either careen to, oh, you're bashing Spo or let's fire Spo? I think. That's one of the things about Twitter. Like Mike is saying, it all came with the big three era. Like it was all about either, you know, riding a parade float or die. Like there was no in between. But we've gotten to a point where we can't even have a simple conversation without it careening in every other direction. But Alf, you don't think that's a product of just the nature of what Twitter is? Think about Twitter. You follow people that you want to hear from. And if their opinions don't align with yours, you unfollow, you mute, you block. So what you create is this insulated community that you yourself has built. So if there is dissenting opinions, you usually get mad at them, get rid of them, mute them, or block them. So then what you create in Twitter is this everybody's, everybody agrees with you. And then the second someone doesn't, it's so foreign to you that you kind of snap. You're like, what the hell's wrong with you? It's just the nature and what it is. It, it's like. We as a society are so divided, more divided than ever on so many things, on race, on politics, on sports than ever. And what Twitter's done is we further made these lines so bold and dark that it's like, I'm over here, you're over here. This is my community. This is your community. And if you kind of flip-flop in the middle, that, that's what you're talking about. I don't know, but if you see like Miami Hurricanes Twitter or I'm in Cleveland Browns Twitter, or if you see like... Is that a sad place? It's it's super sad. <laughs> um, or... Or Toronto Raptors or Charlotte Hornets Twitter as you kind of get sucked into as these teams sort of play each other. They were mean. 
I feel like they can get away with pointing something out like, oh, Marvin Williams is terrible just because he's been awful for three games in a series. And you don't have to worry about old takes exposed coming after you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, it's like what Al said in the beginning, when we were all learning this thing, it was parade float or die because you felt like you had the best team out there. That was always a reaction. You couldn't say something negative because ultimately you would have the satisfaction of lifting the trophy at the end of the season and you'd be validated. But as the team's gotten worse and sort of devolved, we haven't evolved and we're still stuck in the reactionary sort of cycle that we had when the big three were here. And we just can't all collectively say, hey, maybe we're not that good and you're allowed to criticize Goran Dragic. But that's when it started, especially the last year, that's when it started to go the other direction. Because like what Mike is saying, we used to infight, but at the end of the day, somebody like Jason Whitlock would say something and it was like, okay, we'll put this aside for now. Let's go savage this guy. Yeah, we don't <laughs> have that guy. Now yeah. it's you. Now it's you. Yeah, yeah. but see, that's not right because Mike is one of us. I know you're national now, Mike, but you're still one of us. But we got all crazy about Brian Windhorse's thing about Goron and Dwayne today. Like, everyone got all crazy about it because it was finally something. Somebody gave us something. But, man, it's going to be like four days before someone says something negative again. And then, so, know what I have to do? I have to go bring up old Mike Ryan tweets. (laughs) I think Barkley just said Dwayne ain't that old. And... Twitter got so mad at Barkley. Dude, Barkley said nothing. Like, went back, like, what are we mad at? Like, I try to watch it again. Barkley didn't even say anything, but it was just something, man. We needed something. And he has a history, so. (laughs) The worst part about Barkley is that he doesn't have a Twitter account. So you just feel like you're just screaming at air. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly it. You're just shaking your fist. Like, because I just want Barkley to block me. So I know that I got to him. But it just will never happen. We got beef. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought we, we squashed it. No, we oh, everybody squashed it. hates you. We squashed it, but there was a time where, like, like when Izzy and Ethan had you on, I was like, "What is this? Like, that's not how this works." Joy, but, but that, I, Alf gets all our guests by being mean to them. That's true. Yeah, but I'm on to Alf though now. I, I I'm on to him now. So he can't get he can't get to me anymore. He just does that to everybody, and it keeps working. And and people are asking me like, how do you get these people on the show? And I go, I don't know. Alf just yells at people, and it kind of happens. That is true. Alf is the one that got me to come on the show. Alf, no, Alf gets everybody. I don't do anything. Brian and I don't do anything. <laughs> I try to get Ray Allen's management to get us a player, and I haven't heard back from him in like three yeah, weeks. Yeah, hasn't worked. <laughs> Nobody emails back. Up. But see, you know what it is? I think people appreciate my honesty, and I'm not even joking about that. Like Sedano, me and Sedano started off as an argument because I felt like he was ripping off Levitar and me and him started going back and forth. And eventually we came to an agreement like, okay, so that's how me and Sedano got cool. Izzy followed me by accident. That was like, he he even said, like, I followed you by accident, but I'll stick with you. Just don't mess up. And I was like, I I won't. (laughs) I said, I won't let you down, bro. But I do think people appreciate my honesty or maybe... It's just, listen, at some point you get so obnoxious, you can't beat them, join them. Maybe that's what it is. You just wear people out. I think I think I wore Joy out. I really do. You don't, You totally did wear me out. You totally wore me down. I think that people appreciate honesty only when you are transparent about the fact that you're not trying to troll people. That's why I'll, I'll retweet them sometimes. Like Sometimes if you just put them on the spot, they're like, oh, just kidding, I really like the show. Like <laughs> All the time, all the time. <laughs> 
I always wonder if Witty really hates me. And like, one hundred percent of the time, it's funny to me that anyone <laughs> gives a damn about my Dwayne Wade hot takes. And I do it purposely. As soon as Wade does something good, I'm like, at Chris Whittingham, at Chris Whittingham. My now, favorite. And, and, and it's but the thing is that it's gotten to the point now where I'm watching the games, and some of Leisure's tweets are right because I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> at the ensuing response. Like I, it hasn't even happened yet. And I'm ready for what's about to happen. My favorite was when I think you were interviewing Dwayne and I think I would think it was leisure that the tension is yeah, palpable. He, <laughs> yeah, he put up a grayscale picture as, as if it was like some, some sort of life and death fight we were about to have. You've embraced this though. Yeah. I mean, I really have no choice because, uh, cause Ethan throws it around all the time. He's like, uh, you know, Chris hates Dwayne Wade. So that's the reason why it's like, okay, fine. I, I guess I'll just run with this weird corner I've carved out for myself. I usually start it. But yeah. We, you create the mob that ensues and then we go, uh, we go find whoever, whoever it is that we have to kill. <laughs> that's your job. You're the mob. Okay, leader. I throw up that bat signal. But it's but it's such an easy stance to take though. Like it's the easiest stance in the world to cup your 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 hands to your ears and say, "Hey, everyone, Dwayne Wade's not that bad, right? <laughs> He's <Washed>. the greatest." <laughs> it's, it's so it's so easy to to, no, to take that stance. But it's not necessarily because a lot of times when you guys are saying things about Wade, you are bringing up good points. But a lot of times it's also nitpicking. It's like, "Oh, look what Wade did. Oh, Wade lost the lead." That's why I, I hate individual plus minus. Because it doesn't really look at the circumstances surrounding what happened at the time where you either got a lead or gave up a lead. A lot of times, Joe Green's plus minus is decent. Uh, Joe he Green, didn't plus, do anything. Joe Green's <laughs> like, plus minus numbers were insane at one point in the year. I think he was three of four of the best Heat four-man units were Joe Green units. Bumpy giving you another option off the bench. Who can score? Who is capable on defense? Don't they have Josh it, Richardson it, now? Listen, when you can go eight, nine, ten deep, I don't know what happened to Josh McRoberts. I think he's dead. I think that's. I think it's a weekend at Bernie situation. Um, no, oh God! No, no, that dude. He, oh, that's, is, that's old school reference right there. No, he just becomes animated by the the Seven Nation Army chant. I don't know. I'm not the one who's supposed to be directing traffic here, but can we keep on that McRoberts thing? Because I think that's awesome. I think it's hilarious. The weekend at Bernie. Oh, I know. Well, the, the weekend at Bernie's thing. I mean, that, that that's that, amazing. That, I mean, it would explain the haircut, right? It's a lot more manageable, right? You don't have to worry about all that hair when you're sort of moving them around. The Izzy, did you know that Alf used to rap? No. Yes. We're like, all young. Ones. Attempting to be professional. Oh no, I was good. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah? What did you I call yourself you before the show? Tell them what you called yourself you when you would freestyle at UF. Oh, the four bar superstar. Why do they call you the four bar superstar? <laughs> Is you know UF. Yep. You know they had the little open mic nights and stuff like that. And every once in a while it would turn into a battle on stage. And my whole gimmick was I was not a very good freestyler, but I knew how to play the dozens like nobody's business. So while the other person's rapping and they're talking about the metaphysical hyperventilator, all that crap, I'm looking at their outfit. <laughs> and deciding what aspect of the outfit or their their personality or their face or what I can make fun of. And I'd come up with four bars real quick, and hopefully the crowd went nuts after those four bars, and I didn't have to keep thinking of freestyle anymore. It, it just worked. Four bars, superstar. That's good, though. <laughs> That's good, though. Beating Cleveland. Oh, beating Cleveland. And, and no, Durant. no Durant. or Losing, losing Cleveland, Cleveland and get Durant. Wow.
Hunter. How do you lose to Cleveland? Sweep? Sure. <laughs> but but the Heat get Durant. But the Heat get Durant. Or you could beat Cleveland. You could beat Durant. LeBron James. And oh did I first of all, I would yeah, I would take beating Cleveland. No, I, I would I don't you, no, you, you guys you know. You can beat me. Cleveland next year with Durant. You guys know me. I don't think too far ahead. Like, I think in the here and now, and maybe it's because I'm older than you guys. Who knows what happens to me next year when we, if we got Durant? I want to beat Cleveland now. See, to me, I think you're asking me, do I want to beat Cleveland once or potentially beat Cleveland <laughs> three times? And as much as it'll suck this year, I think I want the hope of Kevin Durant and whatever Bosch becomes and talking myself into having a chance of beating them for the next three years. So I'm going to take... Getting Kevin Durant because all, then all of a sudden it all comes back. You start mattering again because we'll talk ourselves into it and the trash talk will be epic and it would be such a great victory. But then we're just going to get swept in four. Oh, we're going to get crushed. And then we're going to realize, hey, winning the championships really cool. Even though like beating LeBron was kind of like that, but it's not. Yeah, we- that was a proper perspective. My answer was dumb. <laughs> but ask me. But ask me when we're up. You know, fifty-four, fifty-two. Headed into the third quarter, and I'll give you a completely different. You want, yeah, you you will want that right then and there. Mm-hmm. Was it fun answering a hypothetical without Dan yelling at you about it? <laughs> yes, yes, refreshing. And I'm still afraid that he's gonna tell me that I was wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> like he's gonna text me that my my answer on the hypothetical is wrong. This was a super fun playoff run. Like. I don't know what to say because it's like Dude. they got everybody got hurt and then they got their ass kicked in game okay, seven. Okay, man, but it was this. Why don't you ask everybody? Do they think this was a successful season? I wanted to try something new where it's more conversational. and It's not really working. And then I asked Alpha just this question and he stared blankly at me. And then you start talking about net rating and offensive rating. What, what's that conversational about that? That was my escape hatch, and it didn't Listen, work. Listen, you can have a conversation with a calculator about that. There's people on this podcast. <laughs> Come on, like, dude, it was a it was a fun it was a fun. How playoff. was that fun? How was what? The the playoffs? Fun? That whole series. No, no, no. That series. Raptors heat. Because, like, every game we're on the edge of our seat, except for the last one. We got yeah, we're on out. the edge of our seats because all of our players are going down. Somebody's slipping in puddle and, and their season is over. How's that and fun? We're, and we're still fighting, man. Like, dude, it could have been last year. Does every, did everyone forget what last year was? Last year. Last year was fun. What happened last no. year? No. See, Michael if you think Beasley. last year was fun, you're going high. Last year was fun because that team was So bad. was Michael Beasley. Yeah, that's that what team, made it fun. You were, no, wait, what's not fun about Henry Walker and Michael Beasley? Do you guys not remember <laughs> Michael Beasley playing the small ball five and being pretty decent yes, at it? Yes, in Washington. He locked down Boogie. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> That game at home versus Sacramento was so fun. Wait, why are we reminiscing about this season now? Because that was fun. Remember Tyler Johnson in the overtime game? I mean, yeah. So wait, 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 wait. Michael Beasley locking down Boogie in a regular season matchup was more fun we in the Toronto series. No doubt. Yes. Because it's fun to say it. 